You are listening to the podcast, Untold Stories, Voices of Adoption. I'm your host, Erin Nasmith, co-founder and executive director of Adoption Support Alliance in Charlotte, North Carolina. And joining me is my co-host, Mirlin Montesi, who is the founder of Adoptee to Adoptee and an advocate and educator around adoption issues from an adoptee's perspective. Our goal at Untold Stories is to create a safe space for members of the adoption triad to share their truth, their perspective, and the lessons learned along the way as it relates to their own specific adoption stories. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you hear something in today's episode that connects with you, teaches you something, and maybe even changes your perspective. Julie, thank you so much for being here today. We so appreciate your willingness to um, share your story and um, give our listeners just a different perspective about the adoption experience that we haven't shared before. So thank you. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. That's great. Um, Okay, so can you just tell us a little bit about how you're related to adoption? I am a birth mother, so when I was 18, I had an unexpected pregnancy and um, kind of was forced with the idea of my life never being the same Mm -hmm. and figuring out what I was going to do with it and landed on adoption. And it's been an open adoption, um, an extremely open adoption, actually. And uh, I was 18, almost 18 years ago. She'll be 18 on the 22nd. Oh, wow going off to college this year. Yeah. That's got to feel weird. Yeah. It, it really does. Uh, I mean, I have a seven and almost nine-year-old at home, and then I stop and think, like, I could have a college-age kid on top of that. Yeah. That's wow. crazy. That is, yeah. yeah. So can you walk us through a little bit about how you made your adoption decision at 18? Sure. So um, it was one of the most difficult times in my life, not even mm-hmm. because of the adoption and the unexpected pregnancy, but uh, my younger brother had just died in a car accident oh. over the summer. Oh, I'm sorry. And so I kind of went through a uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll phase mm-hmm. after that mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> and uh, found myself pregnant. And before then, I was always the good girl. Like I yeah. led the Bible study at my school and I was enrolled to go to a Christian college and all of a sudden, like, none of that fit me anymore. Um, After losing my brother kind of shook me to the cores, who I was and what I believed in and things like that. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm pregnant. Like, nobody around me, my parents, my friends, like, obviously my boyfriend knew, but uh, nobody really expected that out of me. So I remember sitting on the floor in my bathroom looking at that little stick in the lines thinking – my life would never be the same. Mm-hmm. And um, abortion was out of the question. That was not ever something that would have worked for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of how much I had changed over the past few months, that was still something like it, it wasn't on the table. So uh, it was basically parenting or adoption. Those mm-hmm. were my two choices. And my boyfriend at the time was all for the abortion. He, yeah. Neither of us were oh, really? ready mm-hmm. to be parents. Um but I, I kind of just sat on it for a little while. There was a good few months where um, I only really told my closest friends, and mm-hmm. um, they were pretty supportive. Um, but then the more I started thinking about adoption, the less supportive they were in that. Oh, yeah? 
Like, all I ever wanted yeah. to be when I was little was a mommy. Yeah. Like, that was what I, I mean, I wanted a career, but um, that changed over mm-hmm. the years, but nothing changed about being a mom. That's, like, my life goal. So um, a few of my friends were like, if you do this, you're going to regret it. And they Aww. wanted to, like, help me pick up baby names and throw <laughs> me a baby shower. And mm-hmm. they were just all excited about baby. Yeah. But they weren't the ones it's faced easy. with uh, yeah, having to raise say, this yeah. baby. It's so much easier when right. it's not your baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I kind of waffled on the idea for, um, I mean, honestly, up until the day I signed the paper. Yeah. Really. Um, How was your boyfriend throughout the time? when you kept talking about adoption because uh, pa- obviously you were past the abortion talk because I mean it's a certain right. time you can't talk about abortion mm-hmm. so once you passed that time how did he react oh, after he was that? all for adoption okay. if it wasn't abortion then it was definitely it was, adoption okay. he did not want to parent uh, he was supportive in the way that you know we were in it together mm-hmm. and he knew that if ultimately I chose to parent, like he mm-hmm. wasn't going to bail on me, okay. yeah. or so he said. I you, mean, who knows you, what yeah. would have actually happened? <laughs> but uh, like we were in a committed relationship. Okay. We ended up. I think it was like a year and a half after mm-hmm. we started dating that I got pregnant, and we okay. were together yeah. up until she like turned one. Passed when she turned one, and I mean, we planned on being together forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of Love thing. story. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did he feel about the open adoption? Because that's totally different from like a closed adoption. How did I feel or how did he feel? Um, was he on board with that? Yeah. He was actually very involved mm-hmm. um, up until we broke up. Okay. Um, so he oh. he went to the adoption agency with me. He, mm-hmm. um, he did not meet them until... I had kind of settled on this mm-hmm. couple, so okay. I did kind of the preliminary screenings, mm-hmm, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I narrowed it down, and I'm like, "Hey, I want to go meet these mm-hmm. people," and he came with me that day. What about them made you choose them? Uh, so the agency I went through is a nonprofit Christian agency mm-hmm. outside Chicago, which is where I'm from, and um, all of their profiles were very like religious Mm -hmm. and so I told them the only way I'm going to be able to make this decision if is if I can find a couple I like enough and think I can trust to raise my child Mm -hmm. because I was making my pros and cons list my pros and cons for my head pros and cons for my heart I had Mm -hmm. it all on paper Mm -hmm. and I'm like still unable to make this decision I'm like Mm -hmm. I need to meet people that's gonna determine it for me because at that point when you're making those lists are you just looking at like a sheet of or a little booklet or something pictures what were you looking at so the agency they had profiles and so they would have like their intro like the stats I guess on the front page and then they put together like a little mini scrapbook yeah. or like friend referrals mm-hmm. and things in there. Yeah. And then on the last page was like their About. openness. Okay. Okay. Oh, yep. okay. Willingness, I guess, mm-hmm. willingness to be open. Mm-hmm. Um, so my requirements that I told my counselor at the agency was that I did not want any Catholic families. I was not raised Catholic. And so that was out. I didn't want my child being raised that way. And then um, I went through every single profile that they had. And the very first page I looked at was the last page to see how willing they were to be open. Um, Cause that was- You knew that all the time. If I was gonna do this, I would have to be able mm-hmm. to see and just know that, you know, this was right. my kid growing up and mm-hmm. sure. whatever. Um, 
And so if they weren't all down the side, open, 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 they were immediately gone. Right. I didn't even look at their names. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to talk sense. to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after that, um, I would look through and tear apart mm-hmm. their profiles. I like, can only imagine. Right. There was I mean, a typo. Oh, if they were wearing goodness. some high water jeans stuck in the eighties. <laughs> I mean, I was ridiculously yeah. picky. I'm like, you know what? Not yeah. many people get to be this picky. Oh, yeah. And that's a big deal. You're giving up your child. Like that's huge. Mm-hmm. Like it's not I mean, I do feel kind of bad. Uh, I'm sure some of these people would have made perfect parents, but yeah, I was. Well, you have, I mean, that's the thing that I feel like is so hard is you have to have some level of criteria or you're going to, like, how are you going to choose, right? right? You're going to have a list of 20 people and you're not. It was so so hard. But then it finally came down to like two profiles um, that I liked. I Well, I don't even know that I would say I liked them, but I couldn't find anything wrong with them. Yeah, okay. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. definitely my angle. I was looking for something mm. wrong. And um, one couple, was they both agreed to do a phone interview, which is pretty abnormal. I don't know if interview is the right word either, but they both agreed to talk to me over the phone, kind of um, get to know each other a little bit. And one couple was on their anniversary trip, like in California or something, and they even took time out of their vacation Mm -hmm. to talk to me of course and in hindsight i feel like i maybe should have waited until they were back because i think that was a little bit of a disadvantage for them because they had to pass the phone back and forth oh where this other couple they each had a line and i could hear them interacting Mm. and i think that's what did it for me was you could hear them talking and like Like, yeah their nicknames for each other and how they would finish each other's sentences and they were just so sweet and so cute and respectful to each other and yeah that was it yeah that's good to meet you yeah that's awesome so then when we met that's when the birth father came with yeah i have a question so you mm-hmm. said that you were trying to find something wrong like you kind of went in like let me find something wrong do you think like deep down inside you didn't want this maybe so that's why you're kind of going in at an angle let's find something wrong um no i actually i think this is what i wanted yeah um I was just terrified that if I left any stone unturned, mm. that would open the door for what ifs. Right. And I did not want what ifs. Yeah. I'm very... Uh, Type A. Yes. <laughs> well. Marilyn knows her personally. Uh, I'm a bit of a control freak. And, uh, uh, you know, like my five-year plan and my 10-year plan, like... I. I, I have trouble letting go. Well, so. I, I just, that it strikes me to think about you at 18 with that personality type and like making this ginormous. Yeah, like, I, that's I grew up basically overnight. Like I, I was like 23, 24 years old and people would ask me how old I was. And I'm like, oh, 18. That, that year was oh, like, it just stuck stop. with me. My mm. brother died. Yeah. I got unexpected pregnancy. That's a huge uh, My deal. parents split up. I moved out of my house. Like every oh, aspect yeah. of my life yeah. kind of changed. I went yeah. away to school and then got pregnant and had to come home. Like, oh. yeah, it was a pretty momentous year for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, childhood days definitely ended abruptly. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. I do think I wanted it. But, um like, I'm the type of person, like, when I go in for tattoos and stuff, I always picture it being a million times worse. Like, I would rather prepare for the worst and then be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's just kind yeah. of my angle. But, yeah, they uh, 
they blew me out of the water when we met. And like the agency I went through is called Sunny Ridge. And they're like, it's the Sunny Ridge click when you like meet and you just hit it off and you just know. And um, it was great. And they had a, a daughter who was five at the time who they had adopted also. Okay. And that was a major plus for me because I did not want my kid to be an only child. Mm-hmm. And I know in a lot of adoptions that tends to be – I don't know if it's normal, but mm-hmm. I think it's harder to find families with kids. Mm-hmm. And with as close as my younger brother and I were, that was yeah, like huge yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely wanted this kid to have a sibling. Mm-hmm. So um, not that I wouldn't have chosen a couple that didn't already have kids, but that would have been one that of my questions. That went in your pro like, are you Are you planning on anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so you've decided on a family. And so let's fast forward to the hospital. You're giving birth. So how was that experience? Did you have them in the room? What was going on through your head? I basically told them to stay away. Okay. Um, Again, I was still testing myself Mm -hmm. um, to see if this is something that I could do. Uh, We had met several times over the pregnancy. So the very first time I met them, it was just me, my parents, and them, which that was a nightmare. My Mm -hmm. mom was a freaking basket case. Oh, man. (laughs) She kind of thought this baby was going to be the Band-Aid to patch the hole from losing my brother. Oh, Oh, gosh. And so she was just sitting there, like, sobbing the whole time. And these poor people had to deal with my mom. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) But, again, that kind of endeared them a little bit more Mm -hmm. towards me because they were like, we can only imagine if it was our daughter and how we would feel mm. in your shoes. They were super empathetic and sweet with her. So um, there was that. And then we met another time with me and the birth father and them and their daughter. And we went to a park. Mm-hmm. And um, I was really excited they were willing to do that. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, as a parent, I don't know if I would want to expose my kid, you know. Like, she's only five, but they're mm. smarter than we think they oh, are. Oh, sure. yeah. And know. very intuitive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But they were willing to do that for me. And then we met one other time. Um, I think we went to a restaurant or something and had dinner. Yes. And we kind of exchanged gifts. So mm-hmm. I made like a little scrapbook of me and the birth father growing up at different ages through oh, the years. Good. So they could have pictures of Perfect. us at different phases. Mm-hmm. And then they um, framed and got um, some pictures of us at that day at the park blown oh, up nice. and gave them to us. So then when it was time for the delivery, I was like, no, this is this is my final test. I want to know. And the agency that I went through also had kind of a studio apartment on campus. Mm. So um, in Illinois, you can't legally sign the papers until 72 hours after the birth. Okay. And so I told them I wanted that time, that full 72 hours to stay at the studio to, you know, see what Think it was about, like. Yeah. With your with your daughter, yes. Because I'm like, if I can make this bond and still go through with this, I know I'm not going to regret it. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, it was all just testing myself, really. Because again, like those what if questions, I'm like, I'm not going to live with this for the rest of my life, hanging over my head. So if there's any way, and I don't know that there ever really is a way to know 100, percent but if there was, I was going to find it and make sure I was going to be okay with it. Mm But we had a little bit of a snafu in that plan because she had seizures. So um, we were released from the hospital that she was born in 
went to the studio apartment and had some friends over. We were all hanging out. She was in my lap and started seizing. Oh, my gosh. How scary. Yeah. And we didn't even know, like, the address. Like, And it was in, like, this oh like gosh. separate building from the main building. So yeah. we're, like, trying to call for an ambulance, not even oh. knowing where to tell them we are oh. exactly. So it was um, – Lots of panic. <laughs> you really did grow up yeah. super fast. Yeah. 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 I mean, it worked out. It was fine. We got her. The, um, she couldn't go back to the same hospital because once you leave as a baby, you're considered a dirty baby. And they couldn't take her back to the um, newborn area. So they had oh, to go to a hospital with the NICU. Okay. Oh. And so um, she was transported to a hospital like two hours away. And oh, wow. um, there we spent... I think it was nine days um, where she was in the NICU. And so throughout that experience, it really kind of forced more openness. Mm. Um, And again, how this couple chose to handle it really spoke volumes to me because at that point, we didn't know if she was going to have brain damage. We didn't know Mm. if she was going to have special needs or anything. And they came back and they're like, you know what? We, we still, this is our yeah, baby. Yeah. Right? Oh. We, we want Emma. And um, if, if she needs it, then we're here for her. If she doesn't, then great. But they were there at the hospital quite a bit. Um, mm. I was trying to take classes at the community college and then drive out there. And I'd stay oh the night goodness. a couple nights. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot. But it, Can I just pause there and say I just think that that – Um, I think sometimes people have this image in their head about birth mothers Mm -hmm. making this like super callous decision. Yeah, very rash. And just like, I'm, I can't do this here, take my baby. And you're, Mm -hmm. and I think that, I think the reality is, which is why I think it's so good to hear your story. Mm -hmm. The reality is, is that you are really, um, so considerate of your daughter and like made all of these sacrifices, even though you already had this plan in place that you were driving back and forth and you were committed to her even when she was sick. I just think that like, pe- like hear that mm-hmm. birth mothers are yes. not just mm-hmm. saying like, here, take my baby. I'm done. Right. Um, oh, they're really man, no, yes. quite the opposite. Yeah. Yes. But I don't think don't that know we anyone. know that. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's exactly. And that's, yeah, it's a common misconception. And that's why we have episodes <laughs> like this because we have to break that idea, so. that mentality. Yeah, yeah. no, that hurts Not, my heart a little bit because yeah. through the agency, like um, during pregnancy, they have like once a month, they would have a bunch mm-hmm. of birth mothers come together. And people who had already placed or people who were pregnant considering, and we mm-hmm. just kind of share our stories and talk. And there wasn't a single one of them that had that mentality. That's beautiful. I it just really I love is. it. I love it. And I love that your agency provided you. Oh, man, that they were too. so great. That's so great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt your oh, yeah, story. No, you, were, you were good. So oh, tell us. Saying, like, She's in the NICU. Right. That's yeah. kind of how we got to have such an open adoption because they're – their profile said open, 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 open out on the line. And then on the last line, they said, we are open to anything that would help make the birth parents feel more comfortable. Mm. And when we were in the hospital, so my, cause you don't share like last names or addresses right, right. or phone mm. numbers, but my name, I mean, it was all over You're everything. So like, I didn't really have a choice to right. keep that private. 
And then my dad was there talking to him one day, and he's like, oh, so what's your last name? I feel bad. I haven't even gotten that yet. Like, Dad, you're not supposed to ask. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. And so they were sharing, and it just kind of like came out because right. we were building this relationship. Mm-hmm. We were going through this traumatic experience together. Our families were blending. It just kind of happened naturally because of that. Not saying that I'm grateful that for that experience because – I mean, it was awful. Yeah, but you made, without that, I don't yeah. think our adoption would be as open as it is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I mean, we spent. I mean, I don't think it was every day, all day, but quite a bit of time, mm-hmm. multiple times throughout that experience. And her mom would call up there and get like reports from the nurses, and they were like so awful to her. Um, mm-hmm. They they knew that. Um, there was an adoption plan in place, so they treated all of us kind of horribly. Mm. Um, me as that callous person who's just giving away the baby, and her as this woman who's just stealing the baby. baby. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah, like not supportive just... of either side, really. Mm-hmm. Um, like they wouldn't tell me like what they were doing, like medical treatments and oh, stuff. Like terrible. I would be sitting in the room and they'd just come and take her. And like, Excuse really? me, what's happening? Can yeah. you what? and not giving me results of anything. So oh my God. like her mom would call up there and be like, What is going on? Had you signed at this point? No. Okay. No. Um, so technically, like they should have been telling right. you everything. Yes, you were the exactly. parent. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I knew nothing. Oh. It was uh, that makes so sense. Yes, yeah. So yeah. No, they got some very angry letters oh, good. from two sets. Good. Of <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, it was pretty traumatic. But like I said, without that. Um, I mean, it really kind of paved the way for how open it was because when she did get released, she was on all sorts of monitors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they never even really settled on a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point over the years, I think I heard that her brain was just underdeveloped and she grew out of it. And then another time she contracted a virus at birth and, mm-hmm. um, has she continued to have seizures? No, perfectly yeah. fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well adjusted, smart as can be, like no issues whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe because of that, they didn't really pursue like a specific diagnosis right. or maybe they did, but at this point she's so like normal and healthy and fine mm-hmm. that it didn't even like come up enough. in conversation. Right, she's right. like, yeah, she's fine. She's mm-hmm. Emma. She's good. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. So after everything's settled um, and they go home with Emma, um, how are you feeling Um, So I have been good the whole time. Mm -hmm. I had a breakdown the day I was going to sign the papers. Mm -hmm. And my boyfriend was a student at NIU at the time. And Mm -hmm. this was going to date me right now. But it was (laughs) the days of pagers. So I paged him with the 911. (laughs) And he called me back. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And he, I'm sure his stomach just dropped. Yeah. He's like, don't bail. (laughs) So he, you know, drives out to my house. We sit and talk. And I'm like, you know, rocking back and forth in the fetal position, like freaking out. Like, I can't do this. I don't know what I'm going to do. And we just went over everything one last time. Like, what can we give this kid and what can these people give this kid? Mm -hmm. And the two just did not compare, Mm -hmm. like even a little. And I'm like, okay, this is right. Mm -hmm. Like nothing has changed. I just love her. Yeah. 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 Of course you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So then what was your contact with them like after after your, you know? Uh, So after they went home from the hospital – 
which was a pretty awesome experience for them because with adoptions, they don't usually get to go home mm-hmm. with a baby from the hospital. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited for them that they got that. Um, but the agency actually had a fundraiser. Oh, thanks. Um, at a nearby restaurant. Like within the week, it was just a few days later, I think. And mm-hmm. so we all went to that. And so I got to see her just a couple of days after placement. And um, we did do a placement ceremony at oh, the agency cool. where it was pretty symbolic, you know, like the handing over of the baby and giving oh, the blessing and stuff. Um, we took a bunch of pictures and my grandma bought like a, a christening dress. So she got to wear this like beautiful white baby gown. And, uh, wow. Your whole family was like in on this uh-huh. deal. Yeah. that And that's one of the reasons why, like one of my grandmas even offered for me to move to Florida. She would put me through college and she would help raise the baby. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was. I mean, that just, just had to just just more stuff coming at you though. That probably that's right, right. Made there, it. There was I mean, not even a single it was person. Good intention. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a thing. Like it wasn't like I was in a position where I couldn't have done it, which right. made the decision even yeah, harder, harder because mm-hmm. it's like this could work. People do this with less mm-hmm. than I have, mm-hmm. and I could find a way, and it would be a struggle, but. I wouldn't be unsupported. It's not like I would be out living on the streets. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. go hungry. The baby would still, you know, get to school and have clothes and roof and, you know, all those things. But um, her family has, you know, two secure, mature, responsible adults Mm -hmm. married for, Mm -hmm. you know, 20 plus years at that Mm -hmm. point. She has a sister. I mean, she has a college fund. She has uh, trips to Disney World. Yeah. I mean, like, I just, there's no way I could give her what they could give her. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was at the placement ceremony. That's like, as I was handing her over, I'm like, because we kind of exchanged gifts and stuff. And I'm like, and now it's time for the best give Mm -hmm. to Emma. I give a great big sister, Mm -hmm. two parents, Mm -hmm. and a life I couldn't give her. Oh, that's beautiful. And that's exactly what it comes down to. Yeah, that's really great. So what has your relationship with her been like over the years? Uh, So when I lived in Illinois, um, I think the first two or three months, I probably saw her twice a month. Okay. And with all of the medical stuff and the alarms Mm -hmm. and cords and wires, like they're just like invited me over to their house. Like the second time I ever met them mm-hmm. outside or after the um, placement was at their house, which again, um, for anybody listening, that's pretty rare too. Like mm-hmm. not only do you not really share that personal information, mm-hmm. but for them to like bring you to their accept home. me into their home mm-hmm. when, so my mom, again, with the, the situation and the uh, extreme emotion that paired with this, uh, they have admitted later that she kind of scared them. Not that I would come and try and steal back the baby, but maybe my oh, mom would. Yeah, yeah. And they even like welcomed her even into the them. home, wow. like, even with that, like in the back of their mind, mm-hmm. like, oh man, we're yeah. gonna have to get a security system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, the first few months, it was very often, and then I'd say for the first year and a half, two years, it was probably once a month or so. And um, when the birth father and I broke up, it was like after she had turned a year old. And so even after that, I continued to go regularly and he did not. Um, Mm. He asked for their phone number. He's like, he wanted to stay in touch, but he just didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
I went. And then as the her and her sister got older, uh, I would go to like their ballet recitals Aww. and soccer games. Oh, that's and, amazing. Um, yeah. I, so, How would... Oh, sorry. Okay. I was like, How? What would she call you? What yeah, that's exactly what I was yeah. about to ask. Because like, what would you yeah. yeah. So that was something. You know, it always seems like it's such a big thing. Mm-hmm. People what, think it's going to be right. Mm-hmm. Even when I was planning, I was wondering, I'm like, am I going to be like an aunt? Am I going to be what, a friend? What am I going to be? And what is she going to call me? I'm Julianne. And I mean, it. Right. It, it wasn't weird at Not all. A big deal. Yeah. It wasn't like I thought it was going to be so hard to hear her call mom. To someone else mm. for the first time, yeah. mm-hmm. and it wasn't. Okay. And the first time she said Julianne, it was like that moment for me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand. I mean, I do because you think of yourself as the mom, and then you realize that role is different. Mm. And uh, so before you're in it, you can't really picture how it's mm-hmm. supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of happens naturally because mm-hmm. it's all about the relationships you build and. As long as it's a healthy relationship, whatever happens is it's yeah. great. Yeah. So well, and kids have so much more capacity for, like we. I think we think that it's going to confuse them mm-hmm. and what like who is this person and now I don't love like should I love my parents and what does that yeah. look like? But really, they have the capacity for understanding. Right. I mean, it's or not fully understanding, understanding or they just but love. they're fine. They're right? Like, this yeah, is it. they don't care. Yeah, what the, it's the only yeah. thing that she's yeah. known. Right. That's so exactly. it's not weird for her. Mm-hmm. This is her daily life. This is her norm. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know anything different. What? Else? Why would it be weird for her? Yeah. yeah. Right. So I mean, it wasn't at all. And I think it kind of helps that she had an older sister who is also adopted. Although her mm-hmm. adoption is closed. Okay. Um, so other than like um, the pictures and letters they got right at placement, like they haven't had any interaction. Um, so if anything, that has kind of um, brought up a few things over the years because the siblings, right? Because mm-hmm. then she saw how our yeah. I was just was. yeah, I was just thinking. I was like, oh my goodness, from an adoptive point of view, yeah, right? Yeah. To, to see that, but that not for yeah, her. exactly. Um, yeah, so that was um, kind of on and off. I think yeah. as she got into high school or right before mm-hmm. high school, there were a couple instances where she. It was on her mind mm. more often. Yeah. But then, you know, teenagers, they're kind of involved in their own world. She had other things going on and, yeah. you know, prom and mm-hmm. getting her license and, you know, being a kid. So exactly. it, it never really, like, came to more than that. Um, but I also, like, didn't just go to see Emma mm. when I went. Like, I would bring We're things for oh, both. Oh, yeah. And, like, my mom is like both of their grandma, you know, she doesn't just go to Emma's mm. things. She goes to her sister's mm. things also. Like oh, that's it's awesome. just more family. There's yeah. more people to love. And right. yeah. I love it. Did love she, it. would there periods where Emma would ask you like hard questions as she was starting to, as she was getting older and starting to understand what adoption meant? Like, no, not really. Um, it, she, there were a couple of times where, like, she had to go to the dentist once, and we were talking about, like, the genetics and the difference between, like, you know, like, the birth father, I think, had bad teeth, but I had bad gums, and so we had, like, conversation, like, medical mm-hmm. things yeah, kind of yeah, come yeah. up, but, um, I mean, she's never asked me, like, why. She hasn't. No, because... I mean, she knows it's because I love her. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. everything was for her best interest. And that has been on display since day one. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that question even occurred to her mm-hmm. because it's just ingrained as part of her life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But what then, a gift for her. I know. I was like, that's such a beautiful <laughs> yeah. gift. Really. Yeah. The only thing, it, it is kind of sad because, like, I was always really looking forward to, like, this age where she mm. would be, you know, like an adult and we could talk. But, yeah. you know, like, I moved away 13 years ago. So I went from seeing her, like, every single month and going to all of her things. And now it's like, okay, once a year I come visit. Yeah, yeah. But they, like, you know, they know when I come and they set aside time and make <laughs> mm-hmm. it important. So... Um, like some of my own blood relatives don't even do that. So right, that's right. I mean, that's yeah. It's hard to when you're in different places, extended yeah. family. Yeah. Just, but yeah. we're Facebook friends and Instagram friends. She's uh, moving into school like next week, and so I'm like, hey, make sure you send me your address. Oh and yeah. I got some gift cards, so you can hopefully avoid that uh, broke college kid thing. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, That's no. So I mean, awesome. the the relationship has definitely evolved over the years, and I feel like at first the frequency of the visits were for my benefit mm. to help me heal. Yeah, but then as you know, things progressed, it was just because there's that relationship, and it mm. wasn't like anybody like needed it or mm-hmm. had to have it mm-hmm. or whatever. It was mm-hmm. just there because yeah. that's what we built. Yeah. So looking back on it. Do you have any, do you have anything, if you were talking to your 18-year-old self, any advice that you would give or things that you wish you had known at that time that you know now in retrospect? I I can't say I do. I mean, I was pretty maniacal about it. I mean, Mm. some people call it crazy and maybe I am crazy, but that's how I handle my life. I'm, I overthink Mm. and... I mean, it drives me nuts sometimes, and it keeps me up at night more often than I would care to admit. <laughs> um, and it started, I mean, I was 18 you and were still doing, doing yeah, it. Yeah. But um, I think it also kind of saves me those things because I I fully submerse myself in mm-hmm. the what-ifs before I have to make a decision. Right, right, so that right. way, like I said, like I, I freaked out the day I had to sign the papers because I knew this was it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. after that... Like I knew because mm-hmm. I had already had my my time to marinate and mm-hmm. my time to waffle and my time, you know, all these food. Right, right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do your kid your kids that you're parenting um know about Emma and yes, know Emma? They do. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So um it's another thing with them. I don't remember the first time we ha- like had that conversation. Mm-hmm. It's not like I sat them down. I'm like, guess what? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know how they have birth sister out there. Uh-huh. Let's have this discussion. Yeah. But uh, like over the years, we've gotten you know some hand me down like our little plastic kids plates. Uh-huh. Those are uh, Emma's old ones. They like oh, mail to cool. us, and there's like her old bows, and they have this like stuffed. I don't know what it is, like a holder, but it's like Little Bo Peep. Uh-huh. But it's called Little Bo Keep because mm-hmm. you it's got spots for you to clip all your bows onto and oh, it hangs yeah. on the back of the door. Oh, okay. That's from them. Oh, um, that's very that's cool. Cute. All yeah. their old dress-up toys and my little ponies and um, like they've sent I us mean, all that over the years. I mean, it's just one big extended so they, family. Yeah, so they kind yeah. of taken in the two younger girls too mm-hmm. and it's yeah yep. it's so nice and when we go up to visit like seeing them all together is so sweet like I have a picture of Emma helping one of my girls tie her shoe 
And um, one time we visited. My heart uh, is so big. I know. <laughs> I just, so I love beautiful. this. I didn't even just, I knew you. I mean, I know you, but I still didn't know the story yeah. like that. I just, I don't know. I just love no, it. No, it's, oh, it's so, I love it so much. Like Emma got out her uh, My Little Ponies one time and they were playing ponies mm. on her bed. And her mom even came up behind me. She's like, if I think this is sweet, I can't yeah. even imagine yeah. what you're thinking yeah. right now. Yeah. It's, it's pretty awesome seeing them all together. But yeah, so now it's like once a year when we go up to visit family, I go over spring break usually. And um, I mean, I get to see them and they see her and they know and they they ask about her. They're mm-hmm. like every once in a while, like Emma will come up in conversation. Mm-hmm. And um, again, just like with the adoptee being raised as the norm, like mm-hmm. for my kids, that's like right. they, it's right. they yeah, have a biological sister that doesn't live with them and that's just the way it is. Right. Yeah. 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 We yeah. talk about how there's so many different ways to have family that's right. and that's just a fact of life. What a gift. I love it. I just think it's so amazing when I think there's evidence of you doing this and the evidence of Emma's adoptive parents too, just really like putting aside their own awkwardness or discomfort mm. or fear and doing what work like right. what is good for this little girl. And yeah. that's just because openness is not legally not, binding. No. It is one hundred percent the relationship that that's you build. Right. Mm. And that's why it was so hard for me to like land on a couple. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I have no guarantee yeah, that they're chance. actually gonna yep. do what they say they're gonna right. do. That's right. And they they it's scary. We're just so authentic. And genuine in every interaction that I had with them, mm. I'm like, if I'm yeah. going to trust anybody, it's going to be these people. Yeah. And they have turned out to be everything that I hope they would. I love it. So what advice would you give to um, an expectant mother now? She's pregnant and kind of going through this. What advice could you give her? Be thorough. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really think that's the only thing that gave me my peace of mind about the whole thing mm-hmm. is that... I tested it mm-hmm. as to whatever extent you're able to um, and to know yourself. Because like I said, even my friends wanted me to parent. We're talking mm-hmm. about a baby show or helping me pick mm-hmm. out names. And they didn't even know. Right. Um, they thought I was going to regret it. And they gave me warnings. Mm-hmm. They begged me not to do it. They're like, you're going to live with this forever mm-hmm. and you're going to hate you yourself. You are so strong, yeah. Julie. That's hard. Oh, I mean, because even all your back, friends, yeah. all your family said, um, you know, like you really have to be yeah. a mature. It seemed like open person. adoption wasn't probably as common yeah, back then either. Really you know, like more so than it used to be, but mm. still. Um, like even going through this agency who encouraged openness mm-hmm. because of the benefit of to the mm-hmm. adoptee, there were still people even okay. in that climate that yeah. would choose to not have an open adoption. Yeah, and that just blows my mind. Like, yeah, because then you know it makes it seem like there's something to be ashamed of, mm-hmm. right? You know, like there's yes, no true. shame here. Yeah, like that's be yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I love I it too. Me too. Okay. <laughs> Um, do you have any advice for um, adoptive parents who are going down this road and considering open or closed adoption? Hmm. Well, um, I guess I can only just think about what my my couple, if I can call them that, <laughs> um, they, they were just, like I said, like open and honest, genuine. They didn't make promises that they couldn't keep Mm -hmm. they were very upfront like even when emma was in the hospital like they they took a day and they're like well we need to go think about you know what life would look like with a Mm -hmm. special needs child 
Um, and that mm-hmm. terrified me. I'm like, well, I guess that'll be my answer because I'm not going through this again. If they right. say they're not up for it, then I guess I'm parenting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they were uh, very upfront about everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're going to have a healthy relationship mm-hmm. to build, that's the only way to start off with. Mm-hmm. Like there can be, I mean, there's a place for privacy, of course, but there's definitely not a place for secrets. Okay. You know, that's mm-hmm. yeah. kind of a the difference I feel like um, in any relationship. Yeah. That's, yeah. You have to be able to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Authenticity and no mom mom jeans in your pictures on your <laughs> yard, right? Like if that puts you yeah. off the list, no, no mom typos. jeans. I think, yeah. Or oh, typos. Or typos. when she said high waters too. Like, you yeah. can't do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, Julie, thank you so very much for being willing to share your story. I know it's not easy, I'm sure, but I really do think um, your perspective and your story is so helpful to other people. Yeah, we're not doing it enough. Mm -hmm. So I am happy to help. We really appreciate it. Um, So usually we ask um, at the end, what does adoption mean to you? But I kind of like this question that we have right here. so as a birth mother, do you have anything you'd want your, like, Emma to know um, of words of encouragement or anything like that that you'd want her to know? Well, I think she already does know, but ultimately that I love her. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of her. I can't wait to see what great things she's going to do. Yeah, cool. That's great. Thanks, Julia. That, folks, is Untold Stories, the truth. I love it. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. All right. Thank you for joining us today for Untold Stories, Voices of Adoption. And thank you so much to our guests for sharing their story. Please check out our information about Adoption Support Alliance at www.adoptionsupportalliance.org or you can follow us on Facebook at Adoption Support Alliance. We are also on Instagram at Adoption Support Alliance. We also ask that you follow Marilyn on her Instagram page at Adoptee to Adoptee. We hope you subscribe to our podcast and we will talk again on our next episode.